This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China, your guide to loving China with hosts Nathan, Rachel, and Eleanor. Every week, we'll bring on a different guest and share about topics related to dating in China. First dates, bad dates, breakups, and everything in between. We'll also have read-in stories and want you, our listeners, to get involved. Welcome back, China daters. This is episode 19 with your hosts, myself, Eleanor, Nathan, and Rachel. So this week, we have a very interesting topic to talk about. So we're going to be thinking about, does your personality type play into how and where you date in China? If you're not a crazy party animal, where do you go out to meet people? Yes, thank you, Eleanor. So we've had lots of episodes about dating, kissing, relationships, all of those kind of things. But we also want to mention that the loud party scene in San Latune, Beijing, which we talk about a lot, like we've mentioned a lot of places like Cafe de la Post and Patty's, other places in Beijing that like a lot of party crowds in Beijing will know. Those are the kind of places like we've talked about a lot, but we know that's not everybody's scene. So there are a huge variety of people and personalities, whether you're extroverted, introverted, an experienced dater, or new to the dating scene, you can create the right situation to make your love life work for you. Yes, so in this episode, we'll discuss different types of personalities and daters in China. And we'll also look at some tips for approaching people and building up your confidence, whether you're looking for a date or just looking to meet new people. And even better, we have a guest joining us today. So we have a China data who's originally from LA um, and he's lived in Beijing for about a year and a half and today he's going to kind of share his ups and downs of dating in China. So Vince, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> are you excited to share all of your experience about dating in China with us? I'm ready to spill all the beans. I'm so glad you've been listening to all of the podcasts. Uh, I've listened to most of them. What? You haven't listened to all of them? How rude. I mean, you know, I'm busy dating. I'm joking. You came to our mixer, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, Fantastic mixer. Uh, best Chinese Valentine's Day of my life. Oh, wow. that's exciting. TripAdvisor. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, right. TripAdvisor. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be talking to Vince a bit more about his tips on being a slightly more introverted person than others and where he goes to date in Beijing or different places you can find to date in China for different personality types. So join us in the next segment to talk more about that. <laughs> okay, welcome back China Daters to segment two of episode 19. We're gonna be talking a little bit more about like personalities and how that plays into how and where you date when you're in China. So first off, Let's talk about personality types for a quick second. If you guys know the Myers-Briggs test, it's a very popular personality test. And let's like say that it's not going to determine everything about you. Like a personality test doesn't define you, but it's something interesting to help you understand yourself a little bit better or something fun to take. So you guys know like, you're like Myers-Briggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, kids, don't do <laughs> yeah. drugs. Don't what, do drugs. What are your Myers-Briggs tests? Do you guys know? Because Myers-Briggs, there are, you know, 16, 16. Yeah. Uh, 16 different types. And so it determines, like, like just first off, like, are you extroverted or introverted? Are you sensing or intuitive? Are you thinking or feeling? Or are you judging or perceiving? So these, like, different combinations come together. It's not exactly a scientific thing but it's like an interesting way to like look at yourself so i've taken this test i'm very i'm very interested in this kind of stuff and so i am an enfp how about you guys i i am well actually mine's changed but recently i am also an enfp um and it said the campaigner and i read through the things and 
I'm going to be honest, some things I identified with and some things I didn't, but I don't know whether it's like, like when you read horoscopes, you read it and it's, it's so like catch all that um, you find something to identify with and then you say, oh, that's me. Do you know what I mean? That's my problem with it. I feel like they're all just very catch all. Yeah, I feel the same because I did the test and I am an ENFJ which is a protagonist. But before, I remember doing it years ago and I was like a console or something and I definitely had the thinking one in it or something along those lines. I don't know. I don't really do them very often. But I feel like it changed as you get older or you do your life changes in certain ways, your personality changes. So you're not always going to be one way. So unless you do these tests religiously, it's you shouldn't live by it I, I don't know I, I kind of I like reading through it and seeing what maybe it thinks of me but I don't know if it, it's definitely not completely accurate on me I don't think is it is it the psychological equivalent of of um you know saying oh I'm a Taurus so uh you know all mm. I, I'm a I'm a Scorpio so I'm fiery which one's the fiery one that you don't want to fuck with is it Gemini's I, I always forget <laughs> uh, <laughs> It feels like the new astrology to me, like the way people, especially on dating profiles, I see a lot. They just put that first. Kind of so like, really? I, just, I look at this, this kind of test, I look at this differently than like star signs. I feel like some people take star signs very seriously and read into that. And this is a very, I don't know, I feel like this is a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we're saying it's not very scientific it's just a way of like looking at yourself trying to be introspective about it but it's not going to be 100 percent. it's not going to define you as a person it's just a way of trying to understand yourself a little bit better anyways so okay we've, we've mentioned our personality types and like those letters don't define you at all like who you are is not defined by those letters that you take from a Myers-Briggs test anyways let's move on to the next topic point so do you think that your personality type plays into how and where you date when you're in China? Whether you believe in Myers-Briggs, whether you believe in any of that kind of stuff, but do you believe that your personality type like, like plays into how you date when you're in China? 100%. I'm sorry. I'm just going to, I'm going to be confident with this. Like I do definitely think that it plays into how you meet people. I think if you're very extroverted, you kind of come out in the expat community. But I also think that you can really benefit as an as an introvert, but you could also not benefit at all from being an introvert. But I don't really know because I'm not. So, Vince, what's your kind of take on that? Um, I, my take is basically, I think there's a misconception that being an introvert means you're kind of shy and reserved, mm-hmm. um, which I used to think that too. but Basically, being an introvert just means it's you, you would charge differently than extroverts do. And you also just prefer small gatherings rather than big gatherings. So I personally, since I've never been an extrovert, I don't know, I don't know what I'm missing out. So it's just basically like all I know. And I, I, I guess I just tunnel through dating um, based on, yeah, based on what... Uh, I'm not saying that really well. Um, I'm, I'm tunneling how it best fits myself, if that so makes sense. if – okay, Nathan, you go. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, well, Vince, you know, being an introvert, do you feel like sometimes in the dating world um, – it kind of comes across sometimes in the dating world or when you meet people that this idea that extroverts are – um like more fun maybe or it's like rigged because you have to go and meet people you have to put yourself out of your comfort zone do you feel like it's rigged or it's it's focused framed in a way that it feels like it's better for extroverts and like you're told like you say that you're told that you're an introvert and then it's like okay well what does that mean but you you know it's not that you're shy it's you that's a great line that you recharge differently but you feel like the dating world and the way that people perceive it is rigged more towards extroverts i i actually yeah i I think that's the common perception and not just the dating world and like everything even if you look at like people looking for sales jobs they always want an extroverted person um you know have that kind of just have that super high energy but i mean introverts could totally do that too it's it's, 
I think being introverted and being shy are are two separate things. I think a lot of times maybe a shy person will happen to be introverted, but I mean, as an introverted myself, um, I have no problem finding fun things to do. Um, it's easy. It's even even like with friend groups or going on dates. I'm the I'm the one usually planning stuff, and I I feel like I have loads of fun ideas all the time and no good places to go, and so. Even I think that the, the I think the perception is that introverts are the ones to do it. But if you're an introverted person, you definitely should not feel that. Oh, just because I'm this way, I I, I got to keep my head down low a little bit and and leave it up to the introverts. Leave it up to leave it up to y'all. Do you think? Yeah. That like you know, I personally feel like anyone who becomes an expat is outgoing in some way, shape, or form. There's no way you can move abroad and not have an not a bone in your body that can't talk to someone that you don't know so my feeling of placing yourself and and dating in China you have the potential to do it it's just how which path you choose to do it and like you said you know you hang out with smaller groups of crowds you don't like going to you know the popular you know rowdy bar in the center of the downtown but you might go to a different type of rowdy bar it just isn't the same sort of crowd do you know what I mean so I feel like with the resources that are provided especially on the internet you can assume certain places where you can find a certain type of crowd but that doesn't mean to necessarily say that you're always going to find that crowd there um I feel like I had more of a more of a point with this when I started talking (laughs) but I'm not quite sure where my point's going on what you're saying Al I I feel like I have a lot of introverted friends and their thing is like, they don't want to be labeled as like introverted means shy. It doesn't mean shy. It just means like you recharge in a different way. Like we mentioned before, like, so introverts, like Vince, you can add on to this, but like, it's just like you recharge in a different way. It doesn't mean you don't enjoy being with people. It doesn't mean you're not like so totally antisocial, <laughs> but yeah. like, it just, it's just a different type. Like you're not always wanting the crazy party vibe all the time, but you still enjoy going out and have a good night with friends. I mean, okay, Rachel, like I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but you usually hang out with extroverted groups. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you hung out with me and my friends who are all introverts, a smaller gathering. Um, did you notice anything different? Even, we were still drinking and having a good time. And we even went to a cafe that night, but like, yeah. you know, the whole thing I think with talking about this this introverted or extroverted I don't think it makes a difference like honestly I hung out with you and your friends you're introverted but it doesn't make a difference how you interact socially it's more just like how you recharge yeah you guys still had a great time you were having fun you wanted to talk to people it's just you wouldn't want to do it all the time I'm just gonna um put forward a drinking game (laughs) and I'm gonna add on a new rule every time Rachel says recharge you have to drink because I have a cider in front of me and I feel like that's what I'm gonna do for the rest of this podcast I'm got a glass of wine I was gonna take it steady but I'm gonna play this game which anytime she says I'm close to recharge in fact anytime within the same sentence We've all got a drink. Listen, Vince and I are having a great conversation right now, so you guys can just like Ooh. for a second. <laughs> okay. It's recharge, not discharge, right? Yeah. <laughs> Vince, okay. Vince, let's talk more about you and your personal experience though with dating and you are a little bit more introverted. It doesn't mean that you're not <laughs> it doesn't mean that you don't enjoy socializing and be with people but like what does that mean for you <laughs> dating in a different way <laughs> okay. well, what you, like, how, I, how, do you approach, how do you approach is it tinder for you or is it meeting people what is the what is your go-to arena as it were for meeting new people you know what that's a good question you know these days we have so many options so i kind of like using all the options um you know, I do the typical Tinder thing uh, with, uh, you know, mixed results. It's, it's always a crazy thing a little bit. Um, I, I told Rachel earlier that my best success in, in and out of China has been OkCupid, oh. which, um, yeah, it's, it's not the number one dating app, but I really, I really, it really works for me. You get a whole profile written there and it's not on your phone if you don't want it to be. So I really dig that. Um, and also just like offline too, like my, my most recent girlfriend, I met her at Hot Pot, and uh, 
So that was just hanging out with, that was just meeting with friends and then bringing their friends. And, uh, you know, the, the occasional uh, date night China mixer. Um, it's a good place to meet people as well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting more then. <laughs> And that's I know, it. I mean, so, so thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, Vince, I actually want to ask you, though, like, have you always been, like, a smooth dater or having, like, those kind of skills to approach people when you're going out at a bar, at a party, those kind of things? Or how did you grow and learn to do that kind of thing? Because even if you're extroverted or introverted, it doesn't matter your personality type. It's like going to a bar can be a little bit intimidating or going to a party where you don't know anybody is a little mm-hmm. bit intimidating. So, like, what did you do to learn how to navigate that? Um, okay, first thing, I am not a smooth dater at all. <laughs> um, um, I guess it's a, but yeah, I, I'm not, I've always, I actually, even though I said this earlier, I think I used to be more reserved and more shy. And what I've learned is, um, I guess to have the, the one idea in your mind is to like, that gives you kind of like courage that I talk to people is to be curious about people, like just wonder about them. So I think even that helps you move into another country, just curiosity. And uh, we've talked about this before, like um, a couple of years ago, I was going to go to some uh, volunteering event where I did not know anyone. And I got up to the door and I kind of just had a big panic attack and I just walked away and left, didn't go. Hmm. And I felt really bad about myself. And then flip, flip on that, one year later, I got invited to a house party by a super extroverted new friend. Um, this was in LA, not in China. And at this point I had grown a little bit, um, you know, been trying to work on myself, um, you know, learn the curiosity thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to go to this house party. I don't know anybody except the host who's also super extroverted. And at that time, you know, I didn't really have any extroverted friends. So, you know, it's a little, it's a little off-putting. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll just go. I went there and basically I just went in with that mind of being curious, being curious and um, finding people I could, I, I, I felt comfortable talking to, like, or not people, more like uh, situations or opportunities. Like we talked about this, going to a party in a new place and, you know, you go to the food table, that's a common area. Everyone's there, maybe, and people are not even in groups there, so a single person. So it's a good spot to go and just. Hey, so uh, what's up with this? Uh, what's up with this uh, crappy cheese? Or what are you getting? Um, yeah, well, it's a good way. It's a good way to you know. It's a good way. Cheese to start is never to crap, people. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, like my buddy. Or when I went to that party, he had a dog. So you know, there's there's like three people hanging out with the dog. It's a good way to just to walk up and like, hey, uh, cool dog, awesome dog. And then you know, how do you know the host? And uh, yeah, like. I think I think just just not being afraid to like talk, you know, because you. I don't know if you guys ever felt this, but like maybe you want to say hi to someone or say something, and in your mind you're like, "Oh, that's stupid. I shouldn't. I shouldn't try. They're they're gonna judge me for that. Like I should not even say." Yeah, no, um, I, I agree. I agree because I mean, as far as if we're like talking about like types of personalities, I, I'd say that I'd fall more in the extrovert um, category. Even though I think again, like introverts, I think saying that you're an extrovert. There's some like negative connotations of people getting a, a, um, an impression, but anyway, it was like around about Christmas, I don't know what it was, um, and I was at this bar. We're at Bismuth, that's Canberra, like near Christmas, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a there was a I think there was a girl there, and, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'd like to go up and talk to her, but I just chickened it. I just bailed it because like I had no idea. It's like I'd have to be. I'd have to go up to a stranger and then say something. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to fucking say. Like everything that I thought in my head was going to be lame, you know? And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to do that. Like maybe if like we bumped into each other or like, you know, like she's carrying a lot of papers and then we both go down to bed, like to pick them up and then we bump heads, you know, like the movies, (laughs) something like that. Very rom-com. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like those are cute and meet cute. I would do. I do well in meet cutes. I've had some good, successful meet cutes in my in my time. But uh, just going up to a stranger, psh, no way, no way. See, Skip. I I would consider myself, and I think a lot of people who know me would say I'm extroverted. But 
there have been times when I've been in situations where I feel intimidated or uncomfortable or maybe do you know what I'm just not feeling it that night so I come across maybe introverted or I come across quiet there have been times when those situations happen and I'm sure for introverted people maybe there's time when they've been in a party and they're like woohoo been really outgoing which a little bit different to what they normally are so I think sometimes you can switch and change but I have to say I do I don't think before I speak a lot of the time I think I've gotten better with age but um, not that long ago, <laughs> shut up. Um, I I went up to this guy. I heard an accent, and I went up to this guy, and I just interrupted the conversation as politely as I could. But I was like, I really recognise that accent. Are you from this place? And he was like, Yeah, I am actually. And that was my in. And I was just like, Blah 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 blah. And then I sat talking to him all night, and ended up becoming friends with him. But I am that sort of person that will just go over to a crowd of people and put myself in it whereas I'm assuming that that's not easy for everybody to do so I think it does depend on the situation but I also feel like if you can notice something about someone or maybe it's like what they're wearing if you want to go talk to someone find something to talk to them about like you were saying Vince you know at the food table you talk about like whatever food is there if if you're at a drinks table you know oh what drink have you got there like have you got a good mix that you know maybe I'd be interested in <laughs> or like or like hey nice tits <laughs> well no. I think it's a combination I, 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 I like what you said um it's two it's two things uh how you said you, you just go without thinking I think that's a good start and um and even observing so putting that together I think it's mm-hmm. basically the first thing that comes to your mind just roll with it don't worry about it too much um when I'm, you know, usually, and if you can't think of anything, what I love to say is, hi, I don't think I've met you yet. My name is Vince. What brings right. you here? And, right. you know, you know, hi is, very, just saying hi is very underrated. It's like, mm. it's the easiest oh, thing. Man. I, so, yeah. Oh, fuck, on Tinder, the amount of people that write, like, oh, if you're just going to say hi or hello, then don't mm. bother. It's like, the hi and hello have worked well for fucking decades, longer. <laughs> And like I've got to reinvent the hello for you. Like, We've no, already heard no, that no. line, Nathan, before. <laughs> why, 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 why don't we all just like recharge a little bit? Like, um, oh no, my god! Oh. But like I, I, 100 like when you're going out to a bar, you don't want to have to feel like there's so much pressure. I've talked with so many other friends about this recently about like. You don't have to have to put pressure about like I have to have this big opening line, a big like thing to open up and talk to somebody. We actually had a few people like wrote like who wrote it. Yeah, we did. Just like writing. giving us some tips. tips of like you don't have to have a huge opening. Like if you're just like at a bar, like looking to meet people, there's a lot of easy ways to do that in a way that you wouldn't like usually like think about it. So I'll read a few of them out, but we're gonna actually like publish an article about this later. So mm-hmm. you can read the rest of them there. But a few of them, first of all, um, are Date My China listeners recommended. If you're alone, sit at the bar. Usually people who frequent the bar will sit there. They're more open to talk to strangers since most of the time they're probably alone as well. So it's a great way if you're going to a bar where like a lot of locals frequent, it's a great way to meet people and just have a casual conversation with other local people who go to the kind of bar. Um, another one is like pay attention to eye contact that people give you when they enter the door. Look at them straight in the eyes for every person that comes in. Chances are if they glance over or look over you several times, he or she is more open to starting a conversation with you. But don't so be a creep. Like, <laughs> the body language thing. Like I've had people, you know, like when you're like looking across the bar and like you can see somebody catching your eye and if you guys are holding 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 the gaze yes yes you can see like oh okay okay it's honestly a a quick fact for people non-verbal communication no wait what is it (laughs) crap why can't i even remember this statistic but 70 (laughs) percent of communication is non-verbal so body language and everything like that is really really important in communication okay carry on Yeah. Which I think also is like what something valuable. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of pressure to like speak and say the right words, but actually a lot of people need to be listened to because you, you always meet those people that are just being quiet and they're waiting for you to finish talking just so they can carry on with their point. 
And, you know, if, if you are not a confident talker, then ask him a few questions and just sit and listen, but intently listen, listen, be an active listener. Um, and, and you'll have a wealth of, 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 of things to talk about after that. Mm-hmm. That goes back to being curious. Yeah. Indeed. You're right. Exactly. Exactly right. I think that's a good quality to have when you're dating somebody. I was listening to a podcast recently, actually, and I loved, they were talking about this exact topic that we're talking about. And they, they, like, they gave this really great, great quote. Great. Great. Really great quote about, like, it it comes down to your confidence and, like, who you are. Like, and a lot of that is, like, it's learned. It's practice. Like, a lot of these things we're talking about is, like, social things. It takes practice. When I was younger, actually, I was very shy. And I, I was not what? like, who I am now. <laughs> I know. I know. But, like, a lot of people were the same way. Like, a lot of people, like, you you, you learn through social situations and trying mm. and practicing things. So I've changed a lot. And so I know it's a learned skill that you can learn to do. And so I was listening to this podcast recently, and they were talking about this. And this girl was saying, like, if you are not sure, like, when you're going out, meeting people, and, like, you're doing your thing, like, you're not hundred percent confident, but she was saying, um, her quote was make your vibes shift the whole damn frequency of the room when you walk in. And that's mm. a, like, it's like a, it's a mindset you have when you walk into a new bar, a new room. It's just, it's a confidence thing of like walking in and saying like, I don't know people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to know everything, but if my mindset is in a good place and I'm, I'm saying, I'm going to shift the whole damn vibe. I'm going to light up the room when I walk in. We could talk forever about this, actually. But like magnetism, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But you've also got that whole, you know, they say about doing a before you do a presentation or things like that, doing the power pose, giving you more confidence and sending those signals to your brain to be like, you know, what I've got this, I can do this. So, kind of works all all of those things work in together, and it all comes down to yeah, having good communication skills. But as you say, Rachel, things skills can be learned, and there's no problem with that. Um, okay, so um, this uh, next um, listener is Stefan. So thank you, Stefan, uh, for um, writing in. Uh, and I'm interested because it's a guy writing in. Sometimes we, we are a little bit uh, on the lower side for guys writing in. So thank you. And Vince, I want to know what you think about these techniques. So he texts me because he's, he's a self-proclaimed introvert. And he said, if I meet someone online, I try to establish something before meeting them. Um, another thing, most girls I end up meeting are actually extroverts, and it works. So first of all, do you feel like there's like a importance of balance? So if you are an introvert, does it work well that she's an extrovert or a significant other is an extrovert? Huh. Well, I would say at least in my situation, for my situations, I probably – exclusively only dated introverts um so i yeah i don't think i've actually ever dated an extrovert we, we kind of our personalities usually match um i definitely don't think that it has to be a 100% solid thing mm-hmm. i've definitely been attracted to extroverts and i definitely like you know uh took my shot with extroverts before um so i just i think it depends on attraction basically Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like the whole balance thing is the same as like opposites attracts, or you know, the other thing. Like some people, like, we've talked about that in the past. Like you know, some people think that opposites do attract. Other people feel like you need to be with somebody that's similar to you. You know, that really changes depending on what, what situation you're talking about. The other thing that he said that I thought was really interesting. I thought, you know what, you might be right here. Um, where is it? What did he write? What? Where is it? Um, hang on a sec. I'm just reading my notes. Sorry, listeners. Like, sorry, I'm China, not... Nathan doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, well, okay, here it is. So the only thing that really works is an extroverted wingman, a married one, or a lot of whiskey. Um, so what do you think about that? Have you? How's the? How's your wingman situation been? Because I'm not. I'm not very well experienced in having a wingman. I've got to be honest. Um, I, I had wingmen before um usually it's a situation where it's not the typical thing like all right we're gonna go to the club tonight we're gonna go to the bar tonight we'll both try to be women it's usually a thing where like hey i'm hanging out with this girl tonight and she's bringing her friend come on up with me maybe that's more the introverted way and i've 
and that tends to be pretty good. Um, like I said earlier, um, when I've met women in real life, it's usually when um, when friends with friends. So, you know, for for introverts, I think that the wingman way to go is be like, hey, I'm hanging out with this girl. She's bringing her friend. You come along with me and let's have a good time. Um, mm-hmm. The other way, when it's like going to a club and trying to hunt together, that you, that's usually uh, not really my best. Uh, that's not really my best success. Yeah, clubs are a bad idea. I don't like clubs as a general rule anyway. Even for yeah. Yeah, I think people just go there to hook up, to be quite honest. But do you know what? There's more places where you can meet people in China, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with you very shortly. So welcome back, China Daters. So now we're into segment three, and we want to know, are we going to talk about where do you go to meet people in China? Uh, so if you don't love the popular expat scenes or the clubs uh, or cafes that are more populated with expats, um, where could you go? And especially if you are, um, uh, if I mean, it's okay if you drink, but you don't have to drink. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I did so well. I did so well, Elle, and you fucked it up. I did so well. Start with that. I'm so um, sorry. So um, before we get into, because we want to hear from Vince a lot in this in this uh, segment, well, I just want to throw out to Elle and Rachel. I've got one question, <laughs> one question, and why? <laughs> Rachel, rolling her eyes already. Oh my god, I thought this would be a fun thing. Stop. Okay, so Elle, your preferred dating scene and one reason why. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, my preferred dating scene would be a lounge bar because it has the elements of being rowdy, but usually it's intimate and slightly se- uh, sensual. <laughs> Good choice, Rach. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I don't know if I would say the lounge bar, but like an active kind of bar where people are mixing and mingling, doing stuff where you can actually like talk to it like a variety of different people but like that's our personality that's different depending on who you are i think i think before you go or when you're new to a city especially it's really important in china to like kind of figure out some research before you're there or while you're there like where you can find people where how can you actually meet people when you're there wait eleanor are you laughing at me right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm laughing at nathan you laughing i see you laughing so I think there's like a lot of ways that you can like um, ahead of time be like on WeChat or on online social media platforms, finding ways to reach out to groups or social media like things to like find out about current events. A lot of people who are moving to China have no idea even where to begin. If you're our listeners, you've lived in China for a long time, of course, you already know these things. But there's a lot of people who are new. Yeah, Vince? That's actually the beauty of China. I mean, if you're talking about the one place to meet people. It's not a bar. It's not a restaurant. It's WeChat and WeChat groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many groups. There's groups where you know people meet up, try different bars, and they go out to dinner and restaurants, and it, it, it makes it so easy. Like, it, there's no other city, no other country in the world where it's this easy. I've, you know, I've done WeChat groups where we've all met up. I've met a whole bunch of new people in one night. Maybe I'm talking to some girls, and we end up at a nightclub, clubbing all night. And it's like, well, this, like, I'm hanging out with these two hot girls, and this would never have happened thanks to WeChat. Like, I mean, the number one place is WeChat to meet people, and it, it makes it it makes it it gives you so many opportunities and you and you unlimited unlimited chances. If you if you if you feel like you don't do good the first time, go again or find another WeChat group because you basically have unlimited opportunities with it. So essentially, WeChat could be classed as another online dating source in that sense. But I also do think that meeting people authentically, like out and about, you know, sometimes I've met foreigners on the street and you just kind of look at each other and you you say hi because, you know, you're in a place where you may be the only foreigners there. And then you kind of start up a conversation for no reason. And then, you know, oh, cool. Yeah, I know that place too. Or let me get your WeChat as you say. So I guess WeChat is just, yeah, one of those tools that helps you. I agree. It instantly just makes, yeah, I mean, without WeChat, 
you know, in other countries, think about it back home. I don't know. There's feels like there's a barrier when you meet someone. Like, let me get your number. Um, yeah. Let me add you on Instagram. I mean, you can get your number. I don't know. There's a little bit more pressure. If you get their Instagram, you're probably never going to talk to them again. But like, I don't know. With WeChat, there's always this open opportunity. And it, I think even just by the fact that you can leave voice messages, it, mm-hmm. it adds so much. It, it, I don't know. Like you, it, it just makes it, it, it makes it feel like they're right in front of you still. But I think also that word of mouth and like meeting people through people is always still a really solid area. So like general places that you can meet people in in any city would be like bars, cafes that have board games or stuff like brewery bars or trivia nights, game nights at advertised places, live bands that are at hotels or smaller bars or even like an animal cafe they have. Um, and it, I think in Korea, they have like a meerkat cafe. I don't know. I've seen pictures. Um, so I think that there's like loads of general places you can meet people. I don't know. Nathan, Rachel, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think like, I think some people have the expectation or the idea, if, especially if you live in a big city in a Chinese like place like Beijing or, or like Shanghai, you're like, oh, all the foreigners hang out in these certain like party scenes. But there's a lot of great ways that you can meet people outside of that. Like you just mentioned, all those kind of different ways, like outside of like the party bars. And like when I moved to China, like I lived in a small city for two years and I didn't have these like options. It was like trying to find creative ways of how to meet people and things like outside of that so you know finding ways you don't have to always be involved in the party scene to meet people yeah and i would say that uh, sometimes dating yeah it can be daunting but what you need to remember that if you're an expert everybody will feel lonely or just at odds with where they are so if you go to a group uh, um, events or you try something new you will have that something in common because a lot of people come here on their own or they move to countries on their own especially if they're dating they obviously are on their own and um, you should find comfort in that and, and some confidence. So throw yourself into a group, you know, start that yoga class or do painting on a weekend, something. You will find something to talk about because there's somebody going to be there that's doing it for the first time as well. Sip and Eleanor. paint, yes. Love a bit of sip and paint. I'm a crap artist, but I'm a good drinker. <laughs> I used to do that. That was I actually met a lot of people through sip and paint. Mm. Yeah. But that's a great thing, like activities, things. Like, <laughs> sounds so, I'm... sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say anything about that. I, 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 I love activity kind of things. Like I've met so many people because I play volleyball or because I've like, I've joined activities doing like fun, just like random things like game nights, trivia nights, volleyball, like a lot of random activities, like where you're like joining things and it's happening. It's a great way to meet people. Vince, yeah. you correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember you love cycling and didn't you join like a cycling group that does oh what what was it there was like um I don't know a sports group am I right <laughs> with uh, bikes I mean, not not in Beijing not in, oh. Beijing, not in China okay. but I did do that um in LA and I've met some of my best friends in my life from that group um oh, cool. so but, but see, the point of that was I was doing something that I liked mm. so it, it actually you you led into what I wanted to say like going to all these different activities. Um, like I, I once met a girl in Hong Kong at an art gallery and we ended up hanging out and going to parties together. And I think the point is go just going to things because you like it and having fun with no expectations. Mm-hmm. That's, that's usually is the best opportunity to like meet someone. If you're going in like, all right, I'm going to go to this bar tonight and I have to meet a girl no matter what. I feel like, that lowers your chances just because you have that energy of like, I'm trying to like get something from somebody, but there's been times where I just wanted a drink and I'll go to a bar that I love uh, with some of my favorite bars. I would just sit at the bar and, you know, I would just start talking to someone. Tell even us since I didn't... Your, your favorite bars in Beijing. Well, I, I mean, the bar I was just thinking about right now was uh, Rachel just went for the first time, uh, that one place. Yeah. And... yeah. Great. Yeah, and the first time I went there, I was again. It goes back to curiosity. I was just curious about the bar, and I wanted a drink. So I just walked in, I sat at the bar, and since I wasn't planning to meet anyone, I saw someone at the end of the bar, and I'm like, "Hey, how's it going? What are you drinking?" Um, just because I just, you know, I'm just shooting the breeze, and we're both at a bar. So I think going in with no expectations and curiosity are the two the two things to keep in mind when you go anywhere. I agree. 
I agree. I agree. What's and it's the like, name you know, of that that bar? That energy. It's that energy of um, uh, tonight, tonight, I need to hook up. I need to do it. You, you're never going to. And then you go out and you chill and, you know, you have the best time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the end of my point. Vince of like going out to a bar like um I think a lot of people even no matter if you're introverted or extroverted like there's sometimes when you're going out and you're like oh I'm just like mm, I'm not sure about like approaching somebody new no matter how you're feeling at the time like it can be a little bit intimidating sometimes um we had like a lot of listeners who chimed in and told us some great advice from their perspective of like, what do they do when they're like at a bar approaching people for the first time? So I'll read off a few of those now and uh, we will also make an article about this if you wanna read all about that later. So a few of the tips were, um, if you're alone, sit at the bar. Usually people who frequent the bar will sit there. Rachel, I'm just gonna stop you. You've already done this. <laughs> Guys, Rachel is drunk. Let's just tell everyone you're in the wrong set. I didn't want to stop it. I was like, this is brilliant. I was like, oh my god. I was like, she's gonna do it. She's gonna do it. And then she fucking did it. Oh my god. I was thinking the same. So funny. Do you know what, Rachel? I'll save you, don't worry. Um, so talking about specific bars and places. I have like ten other things to talk about. So I'm sorry to same thing. I'm so sorry, listeners. It's okay. Um, I have other things to talk about. <laughs> Let's just you just sit with me. You just So we have spoken about general places that you could you can find people in all cities. (laughs) But in in Beijing specifically, Vince, like what are your favourite bars to go to? I know you are a lover of legends, which I personally don't really like, but you do. Why do you like legends? I like legends um, because it's small, intimate. Um, I had my first kiss with my ex-girlfriend there. It's a very, the, the, the tiny legends. Um, I love legends because it fits my criteria from my favorite bars for dating. Mm. Um, somewhere where there are people there, but it's not too loud. And you can sit at the bar next to your date. And, you know, I don't like sitting across from each other. I'm sure you guys talked about this before. You want to mm. sit next to them. You have this closeness. And it just opens up a very nice environment to have, like, open conversation. Okay. And, you know, they have great drinks, too. And it's always fun to, like, share drinks and taste. And That's true. Where, where, else, where else would you suggest, if, there were, if you were talking to someone that's a bit, like, more on your, you know, mindset or how you approach uh, dating and things like that, what, what other bars would you suggest in Beijing? Like, give us your top three. For, for dating, right? Yeah. For dates. Uh, so, Ju uh, Jing Ban. I'm probably slaughtering the, 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 the tones there, but Ju Jing Ban. Um, it's kind of near. It's kind of near Ho Hai. Um, that's a great bar. Very, that one's actually really nice. The beer is kind of expensive, but a nice intimate setting. There's people always there. Um, they have a pinball machine, and uh, they I mean they were even open during uh, during the, the lockdown, so it became a really great dating spot. Um, Besides that, my other favorite first date spots have been. Uh, let me see. Uh, you like Jing A, don't you? I do like Jing A, but that's not a date spot. Not a, I've, okay. that, I've only had bad dates there. Oh, fair. That's more for, that's, but it's good to meet people alone at the bar there. Like I've met, I've talked to a lot of people at the bar. That's a good spot. Um, but yeah, usually Jujing Ban is my my first date spot. Other than that, I also like. Um, uh, the local, that's a good spot. Mm-hmm. Especially, and, you know, I, I, I said earlier, I don't like the big, big super party expat spots, but actually, I feel the local is a great, it's always a kind of a good crowd there, get a good seat at the bar, and there's a lot of places nearby to go to afterwards to keep things rolling. Um, well, okay, so you've got date places, but um, have you got any breakup places? My ex, right, she um, had a place where she would take guys to break up with them. Wow. And it, so it, it turns out now it's one of my favorite bars, well, cafes to go to. She used to take them to Wiggly Jigglies. 
in uh, a beautiful city really? in Dong uh, Man, and she would break up with them there. Have you got any places like that, Vince? Uh, let's see, my last place was uh, my ex's bed. So that's a place to break up with someone. Do they do good food then? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you, you get some good instant noodles. It hits the spot pretty well. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, breakups are always tricky. I mean, last year, uh, a girl dumped me um, after we saw Aladdin right oh. after a movie. Uh, I, so, you know, I'm usually the one who gets dumped. So maybe it's up to the, so maybe your friend, she's usually the dumpy, the dumper. So yeah, I don't really have a, 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 a set plan for breaking up with people. Um, I do agree it should be face to face though. I don't know if many people think that, like plan it out maybe like your ex does, Nathan, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> but so we've spoken about like different places where you can meet people and a few specific places in Beijing, which, as Rachel said earlier, we are going to have some really good articles about that. Or if you even want to share your thoughts and stuff by writing us an article, then please uh, send us a message. But we're going to come back in segment four and just wrap up for you. So keep or stay tuned in. Okay, welcome back, China Daters. Before we wrap up this segment, we just want to like review a few of the tips and things that we've been talking about for this episode. So we've been talking about personalities and how that plays into how you date in China and what kind of dater you are. And we just want to like review some of these tips that we have reviewed. So Nathan, what have you learned? What would you recommend for people? I think what I'd like to, my takeaway from this is that um, because it is the next part community, um, People may feel alone or out of it just like you are. And also, they want to go on a good date. You know, as, as much as excited you, as, as you may be to go on a date or you might be nervous about making it perfect or saying the right thing or doing the right thing, the person that you're going on a date on with a date with also wants to have a good time. So just relax and just realize that you've got more in common with that even if you don't know the person. I agree. And also, going back to my earlier point, no matter whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, don't forget, you can also be the opposite of what you normally are in certain situations. If you're feeling more outgoing than normal, go with the flow. Like, do do whatever feels right in that situation. But, um, Vince, what would be your top three tips for going into a new situation and trying to meet people? Uh, always try to remind yourself, like, it's okay to break comfort zones. If something makes you nervous, just go for it. Even as a Chinese, a China expat, you're already bolder than most of the world, more than anyone at home. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so remember that. Um, also remember that, like, you know, if you're feeling nervous, especially on a first date or approaching someone, those people are nervous too. Um, that's why I'm never really nervous on first dates anymore. I, 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 at one point, I realized, oh, the girl's really nervous too. You know, so just remember that. You're not alone in that. Um, number three, be curious about people. I said that like a million times on this podcast. Like, it's the best way to listen to what people are saying. Um, don't worry about putting your thing in first. Just hear what they got to say. And it's the easiest way to get conversation flowing. Um, when I, you know, you always hear people on like, Asking date, I mean, you guys get, must get this question a lot. Like, how do you keep conversations going, or how do you stop the conversation from going dead? If you're just curious about people. I find that things just naturally keep flowing. It makes it very easy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I also going to your second point. I think everyone, no matter who you are, has some sort of fear of rejection. So you know, as you say. Just keep an open mind and some people are going to be nervous than others, but likelihood is everyone's going to be a little bit nervous meeting someone new. Um, Rachel, what would your takeaways be? I think the biggest thing for me is like, I love talking about personality types and we've talked a lot about that for this episode, but I, I think like, yeah, I think you cannot base your life, whatever 
about your personality type. Have fun with dating. Enjoy it in China. Find different ways to connect. It doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted. Like, find different ways um, to reach out or to meet people. It doesn't matter. Your personality type shouldn't define that and define who you are, really. Could you define for me, though, like, what it means to be a- a introverted? Like, you know, what is it about them? You know, do they do anything? Why do you say that? You say that so I, have, I have so many really great introverted <laughs> friends. I think we should talk about that for a second. Like, I have so many great friends who hate, like, they, they, they hate being defined as, like, introverted because, like, it doesn't mean you're introverted. It it, it doesn't mean, oh, okay, wait, hold on. It does. It doesn't mean you're shy, because Vince, I know you, Vince, like, I know you got to bars, you have a great time, you can, you can talk to new people, you have a great time meeting friends, like, it's, it's just like how you recharge your (laughs) (laughs) Yes, finally! (laughs) That was a trap. Oh I literally gosh. hate you guys. You just you wanted me to say that again. <laughs> I that was, hate you I guys. said that was a gamble. I didn't think it worked, but it worked. Oh you. my god! I was waiting yeah. for it. I hate you. I hate you because it's, uh, people. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I have nothing else to say now. I'm done. I'm you know what? I have enjoyed this podcast, Vince. Have you? <laughs> What I want to throw say? one more thing in before we sign off. Uh, Eleanor, you talked about the fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one thing I've learned about rejection. That's a big thing to keep in mind. When it doesn't work out with someone or maybe they uh, unmatch you on Tinder, you're not, doesn't mean you're like, you're rejected as a person or you're not worthy as a person. It just means you guys weren't a good match. Yes. So it means, it means nothing against yourself. You just weren't a good match for you and it wouldn't have worked either way. So just keep that in mind. And I think, that really helps against any fear of rejection. Do you know what? Wise words and a perfect sign-off. So thank you for that. Um, so listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and catch us next time for episode 20. Bye. 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 Bye-bye.